Hello, everybody. If you're in need of some encouragement today, you have come to the right show. Welcome to the supersetyourlife.com podcast, your weekly dose of inspiration, entertainment, and education to fuel your life inside and beyond the gym. That's right. And on this episode, we have five hacks to work out when you're burnt out. This is not to be confused with episode 40, where we discussed three steps to simplify your workout when you're unmotivated. So that's where we covered more of the obvious stuff, like things that you can do to change your actual workout. This is going to be a little bit deeper and really us sharing a story of how we really don't like the first 20 minutes of our workout, do we? No. <laughs> I mean, I, I've been doing this for years and years and years, and any successful person, any success book will tell you that no matter how much you love what you do for a living, you're going to get to a point to where you're burnt out. And so if you haven't gotten to that point in the gym yet, and if you're still like in the honeymoon phase, uh, get ready because you're going to get burnt out. And it's going to get old pretty quick. So you're really going to have to remember why you started. And we have five things today that we want to share that we think will really help. I got three of them. Taylor's got two of them. So we're going to get into it here pretty quick. Before we do, as always, I would like to go over two customer reviews of the week. First one is from Danimal, and I still don't know if that's his real name or not. That's what he's on Instagram as. That's what he introduces himself as. And so if that is your real name, sir, uh, congratulations, because that's a hell of a cool name. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, we will not be editing anything out of this podcast. So if, you know, if, if Taylor slips a couple F-bombs here and there, <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> you, uh, we might just have to mark, it, mark this one as explicit. But uh, I'm about to hop on a plane and go train all of our clients in Texas. We just happen to have a whole bunch of people sign up for programs that happen to all live around the same area and none of them know each other and so I was like all right this is stupid for me to not go train everybody in person and for one trip and uh, I think we're going to be working on a lot of back because back seems to be the hardest thing to teach virtually you know you can teach chest virtually you can teach shoulders virtually it's not really rocket science even legs like you can see their form and everything but I didn't get good at training back until I trained with uh, Tim Heimgartner. I started training with him several years ago when I started competing, and it took somebody touching my back and showing me how the back worked to actually finally get it to click and figure out how to work it. And that was after bodybuilding book after bodybuilding book, and so that's probably what we're going to do. Anyway, the point in saying that is we uh, do not have time to edit this podcast, nor do we have time to put it on YouTube. So. Whatever comes out, is uh, this, this, it's, it's going to be raw. Let me just put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So first customer review is from Danimal. And uh, you can follow this gentleman. He's a bodybuilder with a darn good physique. Darn good. Darn good freaking heck of a physique, Mr. Danimal Lecter. You can follow him on Instagram at Danimal, just like it sounds, D-A-N-I-M-A-L underscore l-e-c-t-e-r 87 underscore fit we'll put a link to that in the show notes if we have time and i'm sure we will anyway he purchased a supplement from us uh, he's been a he's been a great customer actually um gosh bought a, a, a one of our skull cable attachments and quite a few of our supplements you can find all these at supersetyourlife.com but oh, that would be our dog knocking over our theragun hopefully that didn't break oh we got to remember to pack that yep i'm bringing that in the plane this theragun um, if you haven't listened to our episode with Bernardo a couple episodes ago, we talked all about the Theragun and how both of us love this thing and uh, pretty much never go anywhere without it. So I wish I was endorsed by them and uh, 
you know, could get some kickback or something from <laughs> from everybody that I'm, that I'm telling to buy those things. Kudos to your dad for buying that thing for us, man. That was like the nicest gift ever. Okay, so Mr. Danimal purchased uh, Vitagen from us, and he made a very nice post. I didn't ask him to say this. He said, shout out to Skullbells and Colt Milton. This supplement, and of course, what's that say? Pedialyte. Pedialyte? What's that? It's an electrolyte drink for like when you're sick. Oh, okay. Um, and this electrolyte drink were my saving grace from the sickness, and as you see, I got my vitamins in and took the recommended three times if sick. Do what works for you, and this is what worked for me. So apparently our product, Vitagen, which is delicious, it is a liquid vitamin mix. It tastes like lemonade, and, uh, and it has more than your daily value of pretty much everything that you need. The only things that I really need to supplement on top of it are vitamin D, for whatever reason, my doctor tells me I need a lot more vitamin D, so I don't argue with it. I just Any of do us do that live up here? Yeah, I guess we just never we, we just never see the sun here in the Pacific Northwest. So as we speak, it is a torrential downpour today. <laughs> right. All right. So thanks so much, bro, for your uh, for for your review on that. And uh, yeah, like I said, that can be found on our website. That is supersetyourlife.com. They are in stock. We just placed our next backup stock order too. So all the rest of our supplements on our website will be in stock this week. With the exception of CGP, creatine glycerol phosphate, I know a lot of people are broken hard, hard, hard about that. But uh, me, t- me too. Till April. I know this is like my first workout without it. I just ran out of it, so that is going to be in oh, in another month or two. If you're subscribed to our email list, you will be updated on that, and uh, you already know the news if um, if you've been reading my emails that I send out. So, all right, yep. That's his review on Vitagen. Thank you very much, sir. And best of luck to you at your upcoming shows. I know that you're going to be doing the Emerald Cup. You're going to be doing the uh, Classic Physique Division. And I think that I had quite a bit of influence to do with that because I know that I was telling you to do it. And I know you're getting a lot of pressure from other people to do Classic Physique too because you got legs, man. you got to show them. So <laughs> uh, you did a great job in men's physique. And I'm really excited to see what your Classic Physique um, looks like on stage. So... Very, very excited for you, my man, and uh, thanks for all your support. It really means a lot. So, Okay, next one we have, uh, I'm not going to say this gentleman's name. He is a client of ours um, that started um, about a month ago. He's three weeks into his program now. So he, he texted me. I'm just reading this right off my phone. He said, hey, man, just got some, he said, he said just got up, bad, bad night at work, 12-hour day, and throughout the night, and probably another one today. Um, his work schedule is pretty crazy, but he's making it work. He goes, but I'm stoked right now. Just got on the scale and I'm at 300.2. I'm so freaking close to breaking the 300s. Started the 10th at 315.7. You got to remember that, 0.7. <laughs> and I'm pretty damn happy. Pretty darn happy. I'm trying to watch my language on this one. All right. Um, what is weird is that I can see the change in the mirror. So that was super encouraging for me to hear from him. That's down 15.5 pounds in three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. amazing and i mean like go. yeah granted a lot of it sure is water retention a lot you know a lot a lot of it is um just that first couple weeks on going from a diet that has a lot of carbs a lot of processed foods to being on a very clean very nutritious diet and working out i mean that's not untypical for those results to take place so thank you very much sir for your text message that totally made my day when i saw it all right let me go first yeah, um, go, go ahead with your first tip, babe. Okay, so when I just kind of feel burnt out, which is honestly most days <laughs> because of mom life and business life and all that stuff. Dog um, life. Dog life, yeah. We now have three children. Um, 
But getting my head right is just what I have to do, getting my head in the game. And so I love to just take – we have two, two gyms we can choose from. One is really close to us and one is a 15-minute drive. And I always find myself doing the longer drive because I have more time to, like, get my head right before I get there. So I get my favorite energy drink, a.k.a. an Alani. I wish they would sponsor us. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I sip on that while I listen to – this is my preference, but I just really like listening to some really great worship music in the car. It just gets my head in the right spot. And then, like, when I'm a mile out from the gym, I start playing my workout music. Um, that's just a little bit heavier, faster-paced. And it just puts me in the right mood to, when I'm there. Um, cause when I leave the house, I'm generally pretty frazzled or whatever. And I'm just ready to go throw some weight around, I guess, <laughs> <laughs> which leads me to my next point well, that before you get there, what's oh. your, what's your favorite workout, your favorite worship song to listen to on your way to the gym? Um, let me grab my phone. So I have a few, um, I'm really into this band called Maverick city music. Um, they're a Christian, I think it's a church, but. Um, the song called I Thank God is really good. Mm -hmm. This is all like really heavy gospel. Um, and then Promises is great. And then um, I love Phil Wickham. He is like my favorite. And then so anything that he does. And then, of course, uh, Hillsong Worship um, is great. They have a wonderful album. And their song King of Kings is just gets you at your heart. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Good stuff. Thanks for sharing cool. that, babe. Yeah, and then my second one is honestly just setting some new goals when I'm feeling just burnt out and not necessarily lazy, but just like unmotivated. I need to figure. I need to find ways to like motivate myself again. So setting some new goals is always really good. So what I do is I take new progress photos and then kind of work with you on um, things that I want to focus on and areas that I want to strengthen and whatnot and maybe cut some not, not cut some fat sorry we don't spot reduce <laughs> <laughs> but um just things that I want to change and focus on and maybe I want my squat to go up or I mean we all want all of our lifts to go up but um you know just setting new goals kind of just I think relights the fire mm -hmm. and performance goals as well as aesthetic goals yeah for sure and honestly pushing myself with cardio has been good too um just like challenging myself in something that I normally don't like to do and I don't like to do it about the entire time but it also just pushes myself in a way that maybe I wasn't pushing myself before that sounds miserable I didn't know that you push yourself hard in cardio and set cardio goals I don't set cardio goals but like five more minutes than I did the week before or something oh okay I can see that yeah, yeah. but just push myself a little bit more yeah just to reach the new goals that I have yeah the dog's been pushing me in the cardio and I to my detriment, pulled my hamstring last week and <laughs> still trying to work through that, but just got caught up in the heat of the moment and was like, oh, I know I shouldn't sprint right now, and I know that I preach how dangerous sprint sprinting is, especially if you're a bodybuilder. And, um, sure enough. Yeah. That tastes of your own medicine. I know. I felt it go, and I was like, great. That's going to set me back a couple of weeks, but it's getting better. So. Yeah. Yeah. All but right. those are my two. Cool. Thanks for sharing those, babe. I guess I'm going to piggyback off of yours just a little bit about – getting in your get getting getting right in your head you know if you have something that's making you mad in in life that's the time to channel it that's the time to to think about it and to just give it another thought and go heck yeah you know this is this is something that that, that, that is that is making me angry and so instead of being angry at that person like maybe you have somebody that's talking bad about you behind your back you know we've been dealing with that maybe you have somebody that um 
uh, said something hurtful, maybe you're... Um, maybe just the stress of your day, your yeah. business day, your family life day, because I know for us, our lives can get really stressful with just our kids, because, mm-hmm. you know, we have two toddlers. Yep. And that's the time to do it. And Taylor yeah. will bend over backwards for me so that I can have an outlet for that. Because if it doesn't get taken care of there, it's going to manifest itself and spill over somewhere else. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to come out one way or another. And so better for it to happen in the gym and for you to take it out on the weights than for you to take it out somewhere else. And both Taylor and I kind of have a disposition of being able to get a little angry here and there Um, (laughs) you can call it testosterone you can call it whatever you want I mean even women have testosterone too you know and so that has something to do with it it's a very important hormone yeah I mean my testosterone levels are pretty high thanks to a high fat meat-based diet with lots of grass-fed grass-fed meat um, lots of heavy lifting try to get as much sleep as I can and also have a very beautiful wife that rocks my world too so all those things combined together I I told you you, I told you this is gonna be a we're gonna we are gonna have to put the explicit on this yeah 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 this is gonna this is explicit but I mean this is this is bodybuilding you know and these are all things that um that put that play a role in it so um but having a place to channel that anger is, is is helpful because you can do it productively, you know, instead of trying to suppress it. Um, okay, good. And then exploding. Yeah, try to suppress it, but somebody's going to have to pay for it because somebody else is going to be on the receiving end of that. And uh, in our case, 99% of the time it's the barbell. So try to keep it that way. 1% of the time it can be... <laughs> 1% of the time... The uh, wall. Let's, let's not talk about that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, everything is good and safe at our house. Okay. Um, so yeah. And then one more thing that I wanted to piggyback to off of where you were saying was you were talking about performance goals and I really like where you're going with that. And that just, you know, this is going to be like eight or seven hacks probably by the time that we're done with this. But, um, one of the, one of the things that I always recommend is to do something that you're good at, whatever that yeah. is. So like, cause that, that'll build some confidence. Yeah. I'm, I'm, whenever I'm I talking... feel low, I do squats. Mm-hmm. Cause that's what you're best at. Cause yeah. your, your quads are you look at a squat bar and your quads double in size. It's not fair. I don't get it. <laughs> okay. I, I don't understand it. <laughs> uh, for me, it's not squats. I'm, I'm one of the weakest people in the gym. I look 10 times stronger than I am. And that's just, I don't know. That, that, it's, that's just how I'm genetically wired, I guess. But, uh, but, but for I think me, you're my, strong. thank you. For, for me, my strength is aesthetics more, much more so than strength. So, if I'm if I'm feeling discouraged or if I feel gross or if I feel I don't know like I um, didn't I didn't adhere to my diet as well as I probably should have which has been pretty much the last couple months um, I'm just so uh, I've been writing so many workout plans and so many diet plans that I just like the last thing I want to do is write one for myself so I've just really been winging it and eating a lot of food actually and doing a lot of cardio to burn it, to make sure that I'm not gaining any body fat but I just keep looking in the mirror to make sure that I'm on point and um, and I, and I, I can. A lot of times I'll feel gross and I'll feel like I let myself down, but I get a good pump on, get some get get some blood flow, and, and, and look in the mirror, and I'm like, you know what? No, I've made a lot of progress, and uh, and I'm and I'm happy with it. You can call it ego, you can call it whatever you want, you can call it vanity. Um, it's really not. It doesn't have to be. The sport doesn't have to be as vain as the general public likes to make it seem like. Um, if you if you get to know a lot of bodybuilders, yeah, there are a lot of them that. Um, that are like that but there's a lot of them that really just have an amazing relationship with the lord and have a really cool spiritual life and it's not their idol you know this sport can be anything can become your idol anything can become your god um yeah we do we do our best to make sure that 
Jesus is the center of our life and then everything else fits around that. Um, but bodybuilding is not my God. It's not my idol. Jesus is my God and bodybuilding is my gift. It happens to be what I do best. And I think we found that out pretty quick after I lost my corporate job and I could not find a job. And so we were just, like, I, I literally could not get hired anywhere. I just had no qualifications for it. And I was like, you know what? There's one thing that I'm good at. I've done eight natural bodybuilding shows. Um, I have a lot of experience and a lot that I really think I can help people with here. So we just went in um, full-time coaching and hired some um, some professional business coaches to teach us how to how to how to go all in and how to do this full time and so that now you're staying Scale home. It. Yeah, I just hired our first couple of employees and so we're giving you a break. You got more time to yourself. You're going to the gym every day and um, things are a lot better. And things were scary a couple months ago, but God's really provided for us. So yeah, that's anyway. for sure. End of that rant. Uh, okay, no. Uh, last thing on that uh, on that rant was um, so for you as a listener, you know. I don't know what what are you good at? Um, are, are, is is legs a strong point? Is upper body a strong point? Like, are you are, are you better at strength? Are you are you lean? Um, whatever whatever that is, do something that you're good at during your workout, and that'll help you build your confidence. Not in a in a vain sense as like puffing up your ego. Ego e g o stands for edging God out. I'm not talking ego. Ooh. Yeah, I heard Tony Robbins say that. That's good. Yeah, of all of all theologians. <laughs> theologians. <laughs> that, that was that was very sarcastic. Oh. <laughs> I love Tony Robbins, but uh, he's not a theologian. Not exactly wh- where you go to for accurate doctrine, um, biblically speaking. So, um, but oh, where was I going with that? Whatever your strength is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, ego, and so it's not about puffing up your ego. It's about seeing. It's, it's about making sure that what you're doing is working and finding confidence in that process. And so not confidence in you that makes you overly prideful. Pride is the original sin. I think that's very destructive. And so I've even tried to catch myself and, and like, I don't, I don't even really say I'm proud of you so much as I say, nice work, nice work. You know, I've had, I've had some clients in the past where like I've, I've really puffed up their ego and they get kind of cocky and then they think they don't need to listen to anybody anymore. And, um, that can be a problem. And so saying nice say, saying nice work saying hey look at these results saying praise god that kind of stuff that's kind of where we're going with uh, with our with our verbiage so i don't know i hope we're on the right track by saying that but um that's what makes sense to us and what seems to be working better and it just feels right so all right end of that rant uh okay so i got three tips first one is it's gonna be obvious i'm pretty sure everybody sees this one coming but having some go-to scriptures and prayers specifically if they're memorized if they're memorized then you're not like flipping through your phone flipping through your bible or whatever trying to find them um but the, the one that the one that i like and that i say pretty much every workout is nehemiah 6 9 this is from the book of nehemiah and what i love about the the historical figure nehemiah is he was a he was a general excuse a general no he's a governor that um was appointed by god to rebuild the walls of jerusalem um, so this is a very, very important point in, in history, like four or 500 years BC. And that was, that was his job. And what I like about him is he's very relatable, the, the book of Nehemiah. If you're like new to the Bible and you want to read something inspiring, um, that's like, uh, that, that, that's a great success book just in and of itself, the book of Nehemiah. And why is because it's so, it's so relatable and so personal. It's a fun, captivating story. But he also, like, he didn't part the Red Sea or anything. There wasn't, like, any crazy miracles and stuff like that. Uh, Not that God is any different now than he is then, but God is very different in how he deals with people today 
than he was uh, back in the days of Moses. And so, anyway, uh, still the same God, still still the same character. But the book of Nehemiah is a is a pretty heroic story that that shows how this man um, depended on God and prayed with God and um, and faced a lot of adversity, but got the job done and and, and built that wall. So something that he, something that he said that really sticks with me is Nehemiah six nine. But now, O oh God, strengthen my hands. And you don't you, you don't want to get in the habit of taking verses like this out of context. You know, like Philippians four thirteen. Everybody says, "Oh, I can do all things. Through, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me." Um, that means I can win this football game. You know, it's, it's like yeah. uh, it's not it's not really what that means. But um, but in but in the same way, you know, I I believe that what that what that what we're doing, what Taylor and I are doing, is what uh, is what God's calling us to do because this is a way that we're sharing the gospel. And so this. Our gym and our business and our coaching is really evolving into a ministry, and um, and so we really believe this is the direction that God is taking us. It feels right, and um, and, there's, and there's a lot of signs. We should probably do another episode on just that topic in, individually, but um, I don't know. It's kind of a personal thing. Um, this, this is just really what we believe our mission is, and so in, in the same way that Nehemiah was called to do that and ask for God to strengthen him, um, I have no problem using these same words to ask God to strengthen my hands for my good work because uh, because what I do in the gym every day I mean it's not just me trying to hook up with girls and look cool and like and and, and have people go wow that that guy that guy looks good you know this is this is a business this is what we do and 99% of the time that I'm working out I'm not really enjoying it as much as anybody thinks I am but I'm recording a video or I'm showing somebody else how to do something or I'm just trying to get that much better to um, to win my next show and get that exposure and um, and get to the, and get to the next level. So, anyway, Nehemiah six nine. That's one worth remembering. But now, oh God, strengthen my hands. All right, that's my first one. Uh, second one is call a friend or a coach during warm up. Um, I was I, I just did not want to work out, which is which is most days. Actually, every single day I do not want to work out. This probably shocks you listening to this. Taylor's the same way, and a lot of our clients are the same way. And what you see of me on Instagram is the times where is, is, is like the, the five minutes that I'm actually having fun during my workout. Other than that, it's pretty much a grind. Um, still, the best day of this business beats the worst day, the, the worst day in this business beats the best day in my corporate job. Yeah. Uh, because I know that I'm do, doing something that I'm, that, that, I'm, that I'm really passionate about and that's something that's like actually impactful. Um, but when, but that, that first, but like, I, I mean, I, I dread putting my supplements together and getting ready for a workout. It's just like that, that honeymoon phase is long gone. I mean, that ship has completely sailed, and I do not want to work out. I just don't. But I know that once I get my pump on and put in a good twenty uh, and put in a good twenty minutes of getting some activation exercises in, and then take the pump cover off and good and sweaty, I get those endorphins going. Then I start to like it, and afterwards I just feel amazing, and I love the results. That's what I'm addicted to is the is the actual results. So, um, for that reason starting is always is is always a challenge and um a couple weeks ago it was just like i i I just i just did not i I just looked at the treadmill i was like i'm not stepping on that thing so the first thing i do is is some some warm-up cardio for every workout and i was and i was like i'm just i just can't do it i can't step on the treadmill today and so i just grabbed my dog and went and went for a walk and uh, i called michael our daughter's godfather and talked to him for probably 45 minutes or an hour just went for a long long walk probably burned up a lot of my glycogen <laughs> so scientifically speaking it should have hurt my workout 
but mentally and physiologically I was just amped because I just had a great conversation with a guy that I just love with my entire heart. He's one of my absolute best friends. Um, and so and he and I go way back. He had a lot he, he had a lot of inspiration. He, he's the one that came up with the name Skull Bells, actually. And so I still have yet to pay him some royalties for that. But <laughs> <laughs> did you know that that was his idea? That name? No. Yeah, that was his name. That, that, was, that was his idea. Um, and Alfred too, of course, my bodybuilding coach. You know, I call him um, sometimes before just to just to talk about anything, but just talking to somebody that I really like, and then bam, it's like there's my there's my warm up cardio. Like I've already done a bunch of cardio before I even really know it, and then my body's warm and like ready to get into the actual workout. So, nice. all right, and then my last one is um, having what I call a pump podcast because every every workout for me starts with an activation set. And uh, I got this idea from Mind Pump. They call it priming. Uh, and I call it an activation set. I've heard it, other people call it an activation set too. Um, so I don't warm up and I don't teach warming up. I don't teach stretching either because everybody that we train is busy. They have busy schedules. I'm busy. I have a busy schedule, a couple businesses, a couple kids, a dog, the wife. I mean, like it. that's pretty much my entire life. I don't have a life outside of that and church. And so yeah. I don't have time to do be at the gym for four hours yeah be and I, I am anyway <laughs> but, yeah but you're working while you're there i know but i don't have time to do like okay here's a warm-up set and now let's do another warm-up set and now i'm ready to actually lift and start doing my workouts i mean no like screw that you know i'm ready to, to dive right in there and start my workout right away and so mm-hmm. the first uh 15 20 minutes is all high rep isolation exercise and science shows that even though yeah you're pre-fatiguing the muscles they're more activated through through the rest of your workout so like if you hit your rear deltoids and you hit your lats and you hit your biceps all individually then you go into a heavy row that uses all those muscles they're all going to be more active because you got blood into each one of them individually before you start so like my um today my what did i do today i did my my first exercises were skull crushers and uh, side laterals, right? And so, I, because I knew that today was going to be um, deltoids, triceps, and biceps. So, the first thing I do is isolate the triceps and the side delts. So, when I start doing my overhead presses, which is my next exercise, they're all ready to go and they're warm, and I can and I can jump right into those big compound lifts safely. So, it's a win-win. It's a warm-up and it's working sets. It counts as as both but I hate doing it. I just hate it. It's just like, I've been doing it for years. I really don't like it. Um, so for that reason, the hack that I came up with <laughs> is, uh, is to have a good podcast that you just can't wait to listen to yeah. when you, when you start. And so for me, um, I listen to probably like five or six podcasts a day throughout the day, but they're mostly Bible. They're mostly verse by verse Bible expositions of whatever I read the night before. So like I'll read, I'll read something um, I read the English Standard Version um, Study Bible, and the study notes are pretty good. They're, they're, the scholars are, are great. They're not always right, of course. You know, they're, they're, that's written by humans. The, 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 the word is, is always 100% true, and so you can, you, you can, you can bet anything you want on that. Um, but the, 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 the scholastic um, commentaries on the bottom of the pages uh, they're hit and miss. Sometimes it's sometimes it's spot on. Sometimes it gives you historical context to be able to better understand some things. Sometimes it gives you it gives you like archaeological ev- evidence that proves that what the original text said was true. Um, I mean that's all helpful. But to really know and understand, I'm going somewhere with this. I promise. To 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 really know and understand what those words are saying, um, it takes 
the only thing that really matters at the end of the day is what the text says. And you want to spend some time praying and asking for God to reveal those to you because he always reveals, he, he always rewards the diligent student. Figure out what the text says, what the text means, and then how it applies to you. Anyway, every night for me is reading, um, is, is, is reading the text and studying um, exegesisly, exegetically, whatever, anyway, just fig- figuring out what the... I don't even know <laughs> what you're trying to say. I don't know what I'm trying to say either. Uh, there's exegesis and eisegesis. And uh, eisegesis is where you're going into something with, like you're looking for a specific answer. And exegesis is when you're just like going into the word saying, hey, what is God saying to me today? Um, and it generates a lot of questions. So the easy thing to do is to go look at the study notes and to go, okay, what what do the scholars have to say about this? And they, they anticipate the questions that you have a lot. So that's helpful. But you'll find it more rewarding if you try to figure out those answers on your own and if you pray and meditate it on it and kind of wait overnight. So anyway, what I'll do is read something. I'll have a, bu- I'll have a bunch of questions and then I'm just so hungry to learn. I mean, I'm, I'm stupid. I have a low IQ. I'm not a smart guy, but I really want to know the truth and I'll and, and, and I am relentless at figuring out what that what that truth really is. So I'm just a hard worker, basically. Um, Taylor's a smart one. So I will – So yeah, so I'll have these questions that kind of pile up, and I can't wait to figure out what the answers are. And I find a good audio commentary really helpful. Right now I'm studying the book of Acts, and, uh, and I'm listening to Chuck Missler's audio commentary on it and uh, Pastor David Robinson, actually the pastor of our church. They did a verse-by-verse verse before we started going to church there of the book of Acts. Um, and I can't wait to hear what their take, what their take is on these things that I have, that I have questions on. So – that is what I put at the start of my workout when it's things that I don't have to think about. Like I don't have to think hard and concentrate hard when I'm doing skull crushers and when I'm doing and when I'm doing uh, side lateral raises. Like I've done thousands of reps of those things over the years. Probably maybe even millions. I'm probably not millions. See, I told you I'm not very smart. But <laughs> uh, but these but these exercises that I start every workout with, you know, um, like glute exercises glute activations stuff like that hip thrusts you know it's like i hate these exercises i really do i don't like them Uh, but they're really necessary and so the first 15 20 minutes of my workout that's a lot of what i'm doing and i don't really have to be mentally there so that's the time that i look forward to that i get to listen and um, and i get a lot of answers to the questions so anyway i wanted to give an example of that actually (laughs) Uh, this is uh, on the subject of Judas's death, remember we were talking about this. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. So th- this podcast, um, I think there's been a couple things in it so far that aren't child friendly. This is going to be another one of them. I mean, I don't know how the Bible got this reputation of being like what good people do and like what, um, like ha- having it being like an appropriate like kind of family book because this this book is rated R. You know the the stuff that you see in cards and like Hallmark cards like that's that's not what most of the bible is it's it's pretty graphic so um this is going to be a a bit of a side rant but something that i um, feel is worth sharing because you can um you know hopefully see my enthusiasm about like um this tip that can possibly be of help to you in starting in starting your workouts it doesn't have to be this it could be i don't know it, it could be something else just like your favorite podcast um it could be an episode from your favorite show on disney plus it could be the mandalorian it could be the book of boba fett i don't know something but just like something to entertain you and and um kind of get you through those first couple sets but th- this stuff this kind of stuff i just find fascinating 
whatever it's worth. All right. Um, so this is on the subject of Judas's death. Remember we were talking about that. How does yeah. how, how did Judas die? I don't know. You don't, you don't know? Like, I don't know. No you, no, you said the correct answer a couple days ago when we talked about this before. He, he killed himself? Yeah, yeah, he killed no. himself. You're right. Yep. So he hung himself, and that's what I thought too, but there's quite a bit more to the story. So uh, Zech- Zechariah in chapter 11, he this is, oh, I think, like four or 500 B.C., uh, he prophesied this, and he goes, Thus says the Lord. This is the Lord speaking through him. He's performing a sign act right now. So this is going to be a little... Um, abstract, but I'm going to explain what he's saying here. He said, Thus says the Lord my God, become shepherd of the flock doomed to slaughter. Those who buy who, those who buy them, slaughter them and go unpunished. And those who sell them say, Blessed be the Lord, I have become rich and their own shepherds have no pity on them. For I will no longer have pity on the inhabitants of this land, declares the Lord. Behold, I will cause each of them to fall into the hand of his neighbor and each into the hand of his king. And they shall crush the land, and I will deliver none from their hand. That's basically God just saying, I have had it with you people, Israel. I have had it with you people. Um, they're going to they're gonna murder the Messiah. They've literally become more evil than any other nation at the time. They're killing their own children. They're sacrificing them to, to false gods, burning them alive. I mean, like, this is an absolutely evil nation that the children of Israel have become. And these are God's people. So that's why he's saying this. They deserve, they deserve to be punished. So I became the, it's kind of like the Godfather. It's like, you're rooting for the good guys because they're, because they're the main characters, but they're all but mafia. They're they're yeah. People. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just like Scarface too. Same thing. It's like, you're, you're rooting yeah. for Tony Montana, but when he dies, it's like, I mean, he had it coming. So that's kind of what it's like reading about Israel. It's like, they're, they're the good guys and you're rooting for them. But when when their time comes, it's like, ugh, it's, it's what they deserve. You know, so this, this is the kind of stuff that we deserve. Um, thank God! Thank God for for, for His Son Jesus Christ that um, that 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 paid, that paid for our sins. So okay, yeah. verse seven. So I became the shepherd of the flock doomed to be slaughtered by the sheep traders, and I took two staffs, one named Favor, and the other I named Union, and I tended the sheep. The sheep represent the people of Israel, and and the shepherd represents Jesus Christ. In one month, I destroyed the three shepherds. But I became impatient with them, and they also detested me. So I said, I will not be your shepherd. What is to die, let it die. What is to be destroyed, let it be destroyed. And those, and let those who are left devour the flesh of one another. And I took my staff favor, and I broke it, annulling the covenant that I made with all the peoples. Because that was a conditional covenant that God had with, with Israel. If they did this, he was going to do that. That's all, that's all through the, the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible. So they lost their favor with God. That's what happens. So it was annulled on that day, and the sheep traders who were watching me knew that it was the word of God. Then I said to them, if, my, if it seems good to you, give me wages, but if not, keep them. And they weighed out as my wages 30 pieces of silver. Does that sound familiar? 30 pieces of silver? That's what Judas was paid for selling out Jesus. So this is pointing forward to that. Then the Lord said to me, throw it to the potter, the lordly price at which I priced them. So I took the 30 pieces of silver and threw them into the house of the Lord to the potter. Then I broke my second staff union, annulling the brotherhood between Judah and Israel. So here we don't even have to guess what what, what union means. It explicitly says that it is 
between Israel and Judah that that union is is broken. Mm. Okay, so that's what the prophet Zechariah says, and then we and then we can see the account of Judas actually killing himself, which is Matthew twenty seven verses three through ten. Then when Judas, his betrayer, saw that Jesus was condemned, he changed his mind and brought back the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and the elders, saying, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. He's really regretting this now. It's a little late. They said, What is that to us? See to it yourself. And throwing down the pieces of silver into the temple, Judas departed, and he went and hanged himself. Okay, so that's how he died. But the chief priest, taking the pieces of silver, said, it is not lawful to put them into the treasury since it is blood money. So they took counsel and brought them into the potter's field as a burial place for strangers. Therefore, that field has been called the field of blood to this day. Hmm. Then was fulfilled what has been spoken by the prophet Jeremiah, saying, And they took thirty pieces of silver, the price of him on whom the price was set by the, by the sons of Israel, and gave them to the potter's field as the Lord directed me. So Jeremiah um, apparently talked about that too. I forgot about it that part of it <laughs> okay so then we skip forward to acts i'm studying acts right now and this was really confusing because there's a very different take on how jesus judas died and a lot of people that don't believe that the bible is true choose not to believe that it's true will say that um that there's a big discrepancy here and that see like they, they're they not even getting their stories straight so in verse 15. um yeah acts 1 15 okay thank you very much in those days okay this is peter um, this is Peter speaking to um, the children of Israel at this time. Okay, he said, "In those and this is this is after Jesus was crucified." All right, in those days, Peter stood up among the brothers. The company of the persons was about 120, and said, "Brothers and sisters, the Scripture had to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit spoke beforehand by the mouth of David concerning Judas, who became a guide to those who arrested Jesus." For he was numbered among us and was allotted his share in his ministry. Now this man, now this man Judas, acquired a field with the reward of his wickedness. And falling headlong, he burst open in the middle, and all of his bowels gushed out. Oh. Nice. That doesn't sound like hanging himself. No. And it became known to all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, so that the field was called, in their own language, Akeldama, I hope I pronounced that correctly. That is the field of blood. So, that's a very different story on how Judas died. And so I was, you were naturally confused. Yeah, I was naturally confused, and I was just like thinking about it all night, and I was like, man, like, like how, how the heck, how the heck does that happen? Like that, that is a huge contradiction, and, uh, and 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 so that's when that's when the commentaries actually came in helpful, and so God always rewards a diligent student, and um, yeah, there's a couple different takes on it. Um, I didn't, I, I don't understand what happens to a physical body after you die well enough <laughs> to to be able to put this together but apparently um when when you when you die and there's and there's and there's high heat um there's a couple different takes on it one of them was that he was hanging and his insides swelled up from the heat and from what happens inside your body after you die so much that it exploded and that's what happened with his bowels gushing out <laughs> and the other take on it is that the rope snapped and he fell and basically 
blew up when he hit the ground for essentially the same reason. So I wonder if it's like when cows roll over, you know, and they fall and they can't get back up and they get all gassy and then they yeah, die. I wonder if it that rigamortis bloated. I mean, yeah. yeah, that brings back a lot of bad memories of some of our cattle that died for. At least they didn't explode. Yeah, but I mean that's what happened. Like they would just get completely bloated and swell up and. Um, and, their, and their feet would be up in the air, and that's always a it's always a bad sign. All right, yeah, this 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 podcast got way more depressing <laughs> than I intended it towards the end. Well, when you uh, talk about Judas's death, I know, and I thought that would take like five minutes, and I'm pretty sure that was a good ten minute rant. So anyway, um, hopefully that was entertaining. <laughs> but yeah, you know that anyway. That's that's uh that's my third hack. There you go. Is 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 a, is I want answers to my questions, um, and it's something that's so gratifying when I get those answers. And uh, a lot of them really come to light when I hear somebody else's take on it. And, um, you know, by that time, I've spent enough time studying the, the word myself to be able to go, yeah, I agree with that. Or, no, I don't, I don't 100% agree with that. And, uh, yeah, nobody's exposition is perfect, but uh, those are a couple of my go-to dices. Our own pastor, Pastor David Robinson, and uh, good old Chuck Missler. May he rest in peace. All right. Um, I think that's pretty much everything that we were going to cover. So, yep. uh, yeah, thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on this one thanks for joining us on the entire episode if you found this helpful or entertaining we ask if you would please share this with a friend that would be awesome we'd love to hear what you think of the show so that any ratings that you have or reviews are very very much appreciated we do have a new episode every saturday morning so please subscribe so you don't miss those thank you again god bless you Bye bye bye